just a moment. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. I'm so glad he lives. Because he lives one day we will. Amen. Acts chapter number 2. And we're going we're gonna to start in verse number 41. While you're turning, while you're turning, I ask your prayers. I got some kind of sinus thing going on and uh, it's aggravating. It ain't bad, it's just aggravating. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? So y'all pray for that. And then uh, we are kicking off today, we are kicking off a series and, and, and we, 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 we talked about this about three or four weeks ago. Uh, when I preached the message, you may remember, on dangerous ignorance. How many of y'all know ignorance can be dangerous? It can be dangerous. Uh, uh, you know, the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge. They were ignorant. And because of their ignorance, they were doing ignorant things. Ignorant people do ignorant things. And, and, and listen, how many of y'all have ever heard the phrase, ignorance is no excuse for the, the law? How many of y'all have ever done something ignorant and had to pay for it? Listen, listen, we don't, we don't want that to be, you know, there, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things we may have to remain with, you know, I, I may have to remain with the fact that uh, I'm not going to be with a washboard stomach, that just ain't going to happen. I've, I've come to, I've come to, to accept that fact. Uh, some of us have to accept the fact that we, we probably ain't going to grow no more hair. It's not going to turn black again. <clears throat> I, some church member asked me, he said, Preacher, you sure are getting gray. I said, yeah, it's your fault. <clears throat> you know, there, there's some things that we, we're just going to have to accept, right? You know, I, I told my uncle the other day, I said, man, you're getting old. He said, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> I said, you got a point there, amen? But you know what? We don't ever have to accept ignorance. We don't ever have to live with ignorance. Ignorance is something we can do something about. And we are. We are. We're going we're gonna to start in just a couple weeks. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have our connect, our life groups connect. And I'm not even going to, usually, when I, try to, when I try to motivate you to something, I try to sneak up on you and get you. <clears throat> and you never see it coming. But I'm not going to do that with this. I'm going to just tell you straight up front what I want you to do and what I'm asking you to do and what my aim is. I want every Christian to be in one of these connect groups and go through this book continued. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, so I'm going to just take, say this right away. Well, I already know all that stuff. Number one, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know what you think you know, and you, you don't know what you know you don't know. Say amen. Here's the thing. That's not true. Number two, you never stop learning. And you never stop growing. Let me tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to just vent just a minute, just about 30 seconds. I know y'all are still staying, and I understand that, but it, we'll, we'll read just a few verses, just a couple verses. A lot of people, a lot of people, their church background consists of being in a church where the, the doctrine and the preaching and the theology is very shallow. The preaching consists of about 13 Bible stories. It's preached over and over and over and over again, over and over and over again, over and over and over again. Put it in a different way, a different format, a different title, but it's the same title, it's the same, or excuse me, the same subject, it's the same thing, because that's the only thing they know because they have not dug deep in the wells of God's Word. And because of that, after you get a steady diet of that for years and years and years and years, you think you know it all. Because you know everything he knew. But the problem is he didn't know much. Are y'all with me? So don't come to me with this stuff, this stuff. I know it all. You don't. You can never exhaust God's word. I've, 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 I've preached on, I've studied, I've gone to Bible college, I, I, I've been to every conference you can imagine. I grew up in church, went to Christian school, went to seminary, did all that stuff. And I preached and studied some stuff on the crucifixion this Wednesday that I've never seen before in my life. And it was powerful. And that's what I want you to get. 
I want you to go fresh and go into this thing and say, God, show me new things. Show me things I've never seen before. And that's what we're going to do. You got a little magnet? You got a little magnet? If you didn't get a bulletin today, you got shafted. <clears throat> Don't miss your magnet. Don't miss your magnet. Get your magnet. Uh, this is a time you're going to get something free. Everybody likes free stuff. Amen. Grab that magnet and put it on your refrigerator. Somebody told me, how, how am I going to remember that? I said, put it in one or two places. Put it in your refrigerator or your bathroom because you go into them places. And all God's people say it. So let's remember that. Amen. All right. Some of y'all still ain't smiling. I'll get you for us over with though. Amen. All right. Acts chapter number two in verse number 41. Verse number 41. It says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. They got saved. This is on the day of Pentecost. Peter's preaching. He preaches the gospel and, and man, people fall under conviction. God saves them. Then they that were gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them. Unto who is them? The them is the ones in chapter 1, that about 120 in the upper room. And, and he adds them about 3,000 souls. Now that's what I call a sermon, say amen. 3,000 souls. And they, everybody, and they, in other words, salvation wasn't the end of the deal. How many people think because they got, uh, Brother Dave, a ticket to heaven, I'm good. I'm good. But that's not it. Do you realize salvation is just the beginning? It's just the beginning. It says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, reverence, respect for God, the fear of God. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church. The Lord added to the church. Such as should be saved. In other words, all those that God was saving. In other words, it wasn't a Sunday morning religion. It was daily. And all God's people say it. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the worship. Boy, it's been good. And I've enjoyed being with your people. Now, Lord, speak to us. Lord, they don't, they don't need to hear a sermon or a lecture. They need to hear you speak to them. Speak to hearts, open hearts. Lord, touch our hearts. Reveal your word to us. Open our minds to comprehend and, and to receive it. <clears throat> Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do. <clears throat> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Dustin, you get me something to drink, please, if you don't care. <clears throat> The Lord added to the church. Amen. Come on, everybody. The Lord added to the church. I, I've, I've, gone to, I've gone to, like I said, conferences and seminars and all this kind of stuff. And, and I, was in one particular, I was in one particular church growth seminar to, to help and learn and to grow. You never stop learning. I, you know, people, people say what they want to. They're against all kind of stuff. I've gone to stuff. And, 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 and was bored out of my mind and got one thing out of there and that one thing was worth being bored out of my mind for 45 minutes. So, so don't be too critical about stuff. You, you, you can always get something from somebody. I don't care how dumb they are. You can get something from somebody. And in this thing, he said something that kind of bothered me a little bit. <clears throat> he said, everybody, everybody, when it comes to faithfulness and commitment, everybody come, when it comes to attendance to the house of God, thank you, sir. Uh, uh, to, to being uh, their, their regular attendance or their amount of service, everybody has got their level of normal. And you say, what are you talking about? Everybody's got their level of normal. In other words, or you could say it this way, everybody's at a certain level of commitment or faithfulness. In other words, in other words, there are four time a week Christians. Then there are, uh, uh, there are, 
uh, I'm going to just skip three times, two times, um, or it's not a week, four times a month Christians. In, in other words, they're going to be at church four times for that month. But then there's some that's going to be two times that month. They go every other Sunday. And then there's going to be a group of people that they go once a month. And every single one, whether it's once a month, twice a month, or four times, which is every Sunday, uh, they're going to think that is normal. That is their norm. That is their level of commitment. Man, that bothered me. That bothered me. That, that's telling me, that's telling me, if we want to just put it in plain old terms, we have in every church, and including temple, we have all the timers. Y'all with me? Man, y'all getting quiet all of a sudden. I must have y'all here this morning, amen? We have, we have, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. We have some timers. Say that with me. We have. Then we have most of the timers. And then we have all the timers. Some timers, most of the timers, all the timers. And that's a fact. That's a fact. And we know that's a fact because a lot of our big events, a lot of our big events, uh, when we put a car up on the stage, y'all coming. The all the timers going to come, the some of the timers going to come, the most of the timers going to come because they're going to see what in the world is the rev going to do with that car. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying a lot of our big events, we think, oh my goodness, look at all the visitors we got here. It ain't a bunch of visitors, it's y'all just came at the same time. I'm preaching this morning. Bless God, I just, it's a full house this morning. I just happen to get all of you today. Y'all know I'm right. There are people that's comfortable with a certain amount. There's a problem with that. I, there are people that treat Christianity, the Christian life, one, like it's a title. You know, it's almost like a demographic. You know how you're filling out your, your application, Caucasian, non-Caucasian, male, female, what, you know, religious affiliate, uh, Christian, ain't been to church in three years. And I love, no, I don't, I don't love it, it irritates me. <clears throat> when I, when I, I'm at a funeral and I'm, I'm reading a, I'm reading a obituary or, or, or I, I'm having to do one or, or, or you, you see this thing and, 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 and they're going down the list of this person and what they were attached to. They were uh, with the Lions Club or the Rotary Club and the Elks Club and a member of such and such church. Ain't, that, that church ain't seen them in 27 years. You know Why? Because in their mind, Christianity is nothing more than a title. Christianity is nothing more than another club to be a member of. I've even heard people use the terms when they're, when they're giving their offering in church, I'm paying my dues. I'm like, what are you talking about? Christianity is no more than part-time activity. So how do you know people treat it that way? Because they only go to church if they have extra time. But you know what? It wasn't that way then. I begin reading. I begin reading. Uh, through, and, and I don't really know how this is going. I'm just flowing with the Spirit right now. I just feel this. Our world is in a mess. Our country's in a mess. Our churches are in a mess. You know, the, the Christianity is exploding around the world in places where they're being persecuted. Places where they're being tortured for their faith. Places where they're, you, you put your life on the line if you claim to be a Christian. But here in the United States, when we have every benefit, every blessing, every privilege, and we have more than one Bible in the house, and we can go to church anytime we want to go, we can listen to it on the radio, we can watch it on TV, and yet we're the most biblically illiterate nation in the country or in the world. It's terrible. It's, it's on a major, major decline. And I, I, was, I was looking in the Bible. And I was looking at a group of people that were common people. 
ordinary people, regular folk, fishermen, fishermen, just, just, just regular people, regular common everyday people. Even that the, the world looked at them as ignorant and unlearned in their minds, which means they've never been to a professional school to be professionally trained. But yet the Bible in just a few verses in the book of Acts, it says they filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. And in a, in a, in a few more chapters in Acts, it says, these have come that have turned the world upside down. I'm talking about a movement that's lasted thousands of years. 2,000 years and it's still kicking. Years and years of persecution. Years and years of suffering and difficulty where the devil's tried to stamp it out. Yet the church is alive and well. When I say the church, there's always going to be a remnant. No matter how bad churches are doing, God's going to have his. It's still here. There have been cults and there's been religions and there have been movements that have been started and they're no longer here. They've faded away in obscurity, but the church lives on. So what is the problem? What is the problem? I know what you're thinking. We need to come up with another hip slogan. <clears throat> or a hip name, a cool thing. I, I was going through, and I'm not going to say none of them. Because I'm not, I'm not, it's not about attacking churches. I love church. I got saved in the church, called to preach in the church, met my wife in the church. I've been in the church my whole life. Y'all are my homies. <clears throat> and, and, and I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not in, in, in competition with any other churches. And I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing their struggle, but I'm, I'm seeing something too. A hip name ain't going to change nothing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go into great tea, and I don't want to go into great tea, but just look, they'll call a certain service. It's not Bible study anymore. You've you got to find some cool thing that makes it like, I mean, you can't just have a puppy anymore. You can't just have a chihuahua. You've got to make something exotic and cross it with a Yorkie and have a chorky. I ain't going to lie, them labr labradoodles and them, them golden doodles, them some pretty little fellas, amen? But you just can't have... Our dogs were dogs. It was just usually one that roamed into the yard and hung around the rest of his life till he died. Not today. No, we got to have pedigrees. We got to have papers and we got to... You can't have water no more. It's mineral water. It's distilled water. They've even got smart water. And I'm telling you by experience, that's false advertising. Do I have a witness? I challenge anybody, go somewhere and order a coffee. I dare you. You go and you go, oh, can't have a Coke no more. Vanilla Coke, cherry Coke, diet caffeine free Coke. What, what kind of Coke you want? I want a Coke, man. Just Coke. It's, it's about consumerism. It's about, it's about the insatiable appetite of people and, and we're having to get their attention. So all of these companies, all of these products are having to do more and more and more and more and more and more. You can't just go to a cheeseburger joint now. It ain't just cheeseburgers anymore. Y'all wonder why Chick-fil-A does so good? They do chicken. Go into a, go into, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We may not get it outlined, but I'm going to get it out today. You go to a fast food cheeseburger place and there's sushi on the menu. There's something wrong with that. You know why they're doing that? Because they're trying to get you. We got to do more and more and more and more and bigger and bigger and better. Man, they've got cheeseburgers this big now. 
And the problem with that is, is the same group of people that's bombarded every single day with all of this consumerism, all of this promotional uh, issues and marketing, they come into the church. And they can't just have ordinary. That's why you see churches advertising groundbreaking on the edge. New age on a whole, this is my favorite, on a whole nother level. And this church did something, so this church over here has got to do something bigger than that church because they, they, they're trying. They, whatever happened to ordinary? It is amazing to me that this crowd right here, <clears throat> this crowd right here, they didn't have none of this stuff. They didn't even have a building. Yet they turn the world upside down. And today we have iPods and iPads and cell phones and blogs and, 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 and. Y'all with me? And we've got all this technology and we've got live stream. We've got Facebook and we've got websites and we've got all this stuff yet. We're the most biblical, illiterate generation ever. I'm going to remind you of something. About three weeks ago, I preached on this. And the outline's going to be short. Don't nobody wig out on me. Oh, God, he ain't even to the outline yet. It's going to be short. It's going to be short. Christians claim to believe the Bible is God's word. We'll say that. We claim it's God's divinely inspired and errant message to us. Yet despite this, we aren't reading it. A recent Lifeway research study found only 45% of those who regularly attend church read the Bible more than once a week. Over 40% of the people attending read their Bible occasionally, maybe once or twice a month. Almost one in five churchgoers say they never read the Bible. Essentially the same number who read it every day. Because we don't read God's Word, it follows that we don't know it. To understand the effects, we can look to statistics of another Western country, the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom Bible Society surveyed British children and found that many could not identify common Bible stories. When given a list of stories, almost one in three did not choose the nativity as part of the Bible. That's the birth of Christ, people. One in three. They didn't even know that Jonah was swallowed by a great fish in the Bible. British parents didn't know, didn't, they didn't do much better. Around 30% of parents don't know Adam and Eve, David and Goliath, or the Good Samaritan are in the Bible. To make matters worse, 27% think Superman is or might be a biblical story. More than one in three believes the same about Harry Potter. And more than half, 54%, believe that the Hunger Games is or might be a story from the Bible. Our lack of biblical literacy has led to a lack of biblical doctrine. Lifeway research found that while 67% of Americans believe heaven is a real place, 45% believe that there are many ways to get there, including one in five evangelical Christians. That's what you're supposedly labeled as. More than half of evangelicals, 59%, believe the Holy Spirit is a force and not a personal being. In contrast to the orthodox biblical teaching, the true teaching of the Trinity being three persons in one God. As a whole, Americans, including many Christians, hold unbiblical views on hell, sin, salvation, Jews, humanity, and the Bible itself. There's little excuse for anyone living in Western civilization, particularly Christians, to know or not know or read the Bible. Nine out of ten American homes have at least one Bible. The average American Christian or not owns at least three Bibles. And technology has put Bibles at our fingertips, which uh, wherever we are, no matter where we are, you can download the Bible for free on your smartphone. In contrast, most Christians desire to become more mature followers of Christ. That's what we want. That's what we say we want. 
The research has found that 90% of churchgoers desire to please and honor Jesus in all you do. There's no doubt in my mind that we could stand at the door and ask everybody that comes in this building, do you want to please God? Do you love God? I'd say probably 100% of us say, yes. Yes. But it's striking that while most of us desire to please Jesus, few of us take the time to check the Bible and to find out if we are actually doing it. Clearly, without question, there is a disconnect somewhere. Now, here's the thing. This is what I want to share with you. You know, we have, we, we talked about the sometimers, most of the timers, and all the timers. In the early church, things were very different than they are today. In the church, they, they were not once a week Christians, much less once a month Christians. In Acts 2.46, they met daily. In Acts 6.1, they cared daily. In Acts 2.47, they won souls daily. In Acts 17.11, they searched the scriptures daily. In Acts 16.5, they increased in number daily. Daily. In other words, Christianity is not a creed. It's not a title. It's not the membership of another club that you happen to be a part of. It's not a part-time activity. It's not just another social program. Christianity is an everyday lifestyle. It's not what you are a part of. It is what you are. You are the church. You don't go to church. You are the church. The church meets here. Y'all with me? And the Bible says as soon as they were saved, as soon as they were baptized, as soon as they joined the church, the very next phrase, and they continued. Say it with me. And they, come on everybody. And they Now, I really wanted to start this thing off with, but we'll get to it later on in the month. I want to start this off. What did they continue in? But you know what? God stopped me. And I'm reading and reading and studying, trying to to get this figured out, trying to really know the mind of God and what I'm supposed to tell you this morning. And, 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 And man, I have a list and I have some materials and I already have some information and stuff to go with this to really give you some meat. And 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 God says, time out, stop. Well, Lord, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That's the teaching the word of God. You know, that's so important. They need to know know their Bible. They need to study their Bible. They need to read their Bible. It's so important to have the scriptures in their heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, how will a young man cleanse his way by taking heed unto the word? Somebody say, man. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A work we need is not to be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, I want to tell them that. I want to tell them about fellowship, hanging out, being with their homies, man, being with their people. How important fellowship, church is a family. It's not a company. It's not a corporation. God plugs you into a family so you can grow and be nurtured in the, the will of God. I need to tell them about breaking bread. And by the way, that wasn't just the Lord's Supper either. They ate meals together. This dinner on the ground stuff, people, it's not just baptical, it is biblical. There's a reason we dig hanging out with our brothers and sisters in Christ over some groceries. Man, they prayed, they continued in prayer. But you know what he said? Stop. Because you can tell them everything they need to continue in, but if they don't understand what continue means. Before you lay it out there, before you give them what they really need to do, before they do that, they need to make up their minds. Are they going to be faithful? The word continue. Here's the definition. To be steadfast. To persevere, to be constantly diligent, to last, to endure. In other words, be faithful. When I was growing up, and I hate to do this because this ain't about me. This is about Jesus. But man, when I was growing up, there was no question 
when Sunday morning got here, what are we going to do? We didn't have to have a sit-down conference with our family and say, are we going to the lake today? Are we going to the ocean? Are we going to, are we going to try church today? No, sir. Most of the time, your clothes were laid out already. And you better be on your best behavior. Because this is the Lord's day. There was no question. There was no wonder. I mean, there's not even, it's just, it's just second nature to me. There's so much stuff. And I, I'm trying my, my best to be patient with, 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 with baby Christian and all because I know they didn't grow up like I did. They didn't have that, you know, and everything that's second nature to me is not second nature to everybody, but it needs to be. They didn't wonder what they were going to do. This was not a Sunday thing. This was not a once a month thing. This was not a, a you know, Easter, Christmas or Easter. This was every day. This was our life now. Jesus was our life. He saved me. He changed me. Are y'all with me? Faithfulness, perseverance, stick them. Stick them. Man, we need some old-fashioned stick them. It's not always easy to get up. I was so tired this morning. This week has been so crazy. I mean, it was insane. Been reading books. Never hit the snooze button. I hit it twice this morning. <laughs> and I don't jump out of bed every Sunday. Whoa, it's church day. I'm like, oh, God, I got to be there. <laughs> oh. But once I get here, y'all got the most honest pastor in America. All the rest of them, they'll lie. Listen, it ain't always easy. But you got to go. That's what all these young couples, marriage is hard. No kidding. (laughs) Somebody asked me the other day, when does it get better? I said, you're going to have to ask somebody older than me. (laughs) I, I don't know. Nobody stays together because it's easy. We stay together because we made a commitment. Faithful. I'm going to change this sermon to the next one because Tammy will be here in that next service. Amen. Marriage is wonderful. It's it's such a blessing. If I say that, she'll sit there and he know he's lying up in the pulpit. I'm sorry. Let's get serious, people. <clears throat> Man, I didn't realize how many times the word continues found in Scripture. John 8, 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye, conti- if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. Don't claim to be a disciple if you're not continuing in the word. John 15, 6, as the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. Acts 13, 43. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Stay with it. Stay faithful. Stay committed. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer. Watch in the same with thanksgiving. 1 Timothy 4.12, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. 2 Timothy 3.15, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Just continue. They don't like it, continue anyway. Listen, if you have to keep finding a bigger, better something to get people to attend, sooner or later you're going to run out of ideas. But you know what? Well, we won't grow as fast as others, so I found out that fast growing stuff's overrated anyway. It is. 
Slow and steady. Slow and steady. God's working some changes and he's doing some stuff in temple. And our mentality is maturing and developing. But you know what will happen if we just stay slow and steady? Just keep developing. Say, just continue. Just continue. Just continue teaching. Continue preaching. Continue fellowship and continue. No, staying faithful. Staying committed. He says, on this rock, Jesus is speaking, on this rock, I will what? Build my church. So whose responsibility is that? Jesus. We'll leave that. We'll leave the growth numbers up to him, and we're just going to continue. It may be slow at times. It may be fast at times, but we're just going to come on your week, people. Help me now. We're going to We're going to continue. Why do we need to be faithful? Why do we need to quit making excuses and putting God last in our life? Why does Jesus have to compete for your time? Why do we need to make up our minds today? I'm no longer going to be a part-timer. I'm no longer going to be a sometimer. Bless God, if I miss church, they're going to come looking because they're going to know something is wrong. Why do I need to do that? Let me give you three things real quick. And I'm going to just tell them to you and we'll pray. Because of Christ's example. Because of Christ's example. There is no greater example of faithfulness, commitment, perseverance than Jesus Christ. If you don't come on Wednesday night, you have no concept of what you're missing. But if you don't, let me just tell you, go back and watch this past Wednesday night. We covered the six hours that Jesus hung on a cross. Listen, for the last few weeks, we've been studying John in the, in, in the, in the cross of Christ, in the, in the scourging, in the beating, in the, the, the mocking that he took, in, in, in the shame he endured. And I don't, I don't have time to go through all of that. But I challenge you, I dare you to go watch it. We discussed and studied what really happened in those three hours of darkness from noon to three. And everybody, especially if you've seen the Passion of the Christ, everybody gets wigged out over the scourging, the whipping, the beating that he took. And, and that is nowhere near the suffering that he experienced in those three hours of darkness. It is unimaginable brutality, unimaginable pain and suffering and difficulty that Jesus Christ our Lord, the innocent Lamb of God endured. He persevered. He stayed faithful so you didn't have to. Now here's a significant thing. When when Jesus was in in the garden, y'all remember that? He's prayed in the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, and, and he's there, and his disciples are there, and Peter's here, and, 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 and the soldiers come, and, 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 and the servant of the high priest, Malchus, he is there. Peter draws a sword and cuts his ear off, and Jesus puts it back on and says, what are you doing? Don't you understand that right now, in this moment, I could call legions of angels anytime I want to. Anytime I want to, I could summons the angels of glory and they would wipe these people off the map. One single angel in the Old Testament destroyed a whole nation's army single-handedly. And God said, Jesus said, I could call legions, thousands and thousands of angels to swoop down, swarm down and destroy this whole crowd. At any moment, any time. Any moment, any time, as they mocked him on the cross, you saved others, save yourself. Come down. If you're who you say you are, come down. Do you realize he could have? At any moment. But if he did, we'd have all went to hell. 
but he was faithful. Look, John 13, Jesus says, You call me Lord, and, and you say, Well, for I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. Watch this. For I have given you an example. Why did Jesus give us an example? That ye should do as I have. 1 Peter 2.21 for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us, and that ye should follow his. Now watch his steps. Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. He is our goal, He is that destination, He is our target. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Say that with me. He endured the cross. Despising the shame is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest ye be weird and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. Nothing you'll ever go through. Nothing you'll ever experience. What he's saying in verse 4, nothing will be what he went through. Matthew 26, 53. Thinkest thou, this is, what, this is what Jesus is telling Peter. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? In other words, how are you going to be saved if I don't be faithful? He was faithful. I love, I love the verse. Oh, help me. I love the verse in, in the garden where it says he, he, he left the disciples there and he took Peter, James, John and said, here, you, you tarry with me. Tarry with me. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry, pray with me. And in the Bible, this phrase, it just stands out. It just stands out. And he went a little further. Man, every, every person in this room should have a desire. And, 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 and listen, they, had, they should have it plugged in and, 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 and sold in their mind. I'm going to go a little further. Amen. I'm not going to give God what I have left. I'm going to give him everything first. Why? Jesus wasn't a sometimer. He was faithful. He persevered. He endured. Not only because of Christ's example, but number two, Christ's command. Christ's command. Faithfulness is not a suggestion, y'all. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. This long-range Christianity garbage is out of hell. I love how people try to get on Facebook and sound spiritual. It just trips me out. I tell you what, I've given up on the institutional church. That sounds real cool, don't it? All right, me and me and I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, but the only problem with that is I'm not connected to an institutional church. I can I can be a good Christian and not go to church. Show me chapter and verse. Because the Bible says the moment a person gets saved, they are a babe in Christ, and God connects them to a local assembly, a body so they can grow, so they can have accountability, so they can have responsibility, so a shepherd can watch for their souls. Anybody that starts talking that language, you need, to, you need to just check out in your mind, they are not as spiritual as they're trying to make you think they are. Matter of fact, you can go ahead and write this down. They are ignorant. Well, I had my feelings hurt. Man, I had my feelings hurt at Burger King the other day. I've had my feelings hurt at home. But I go back. I'm trying, but I'm out of time. It's amazing to me the standards we hold everybody else up to that we won't even fulfill. They didn't come to my shower. How many have you been to? 
I'm, I'm, I'm meddling now. Let's, let's get back to the outline. 1 Corinthians 4. Well, let me go back to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. That's what that word continue means. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Let a man so count of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. You know what that means? That means you have the gospel in your lap and you are a steward over that. As a child of God, you are a steward. What a steward is is a manager of somebody else's stuff. You have the gospel. You have salvation. You have forgiveness. You have mercy. You have grace. And you're a steward over that stuff. What does it say? Moreover... Moreover, it is suggested in stewards. Moreover, it is. Come on, everybody. It is in stewards that a man be found. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be talented. And God doesn't expect any of them. But you know what we all can be? Wow. I can't sing like them. You don't have to. And if you can't, we we don't want you to. Wait a minute. That didn't come out right. (laughs) Hey, it ain't no different than people that can't preach either. I don't want to sit there and be bored to tears. Oh, God, when is this going to be over with? You know, oh. Hey, some people think they can preach. They can't. They can't. But we can all be faithful. Matter of fact, it's commanded. Man, we'll, we'll... Anyway, lastly, I'm out of time. We need to be faithful with this. There's going to be days when you're not going to want to show up. <clears throat> you see, in this, in this continued book, there's, there's, there's lessons that we're going to go through during our, our, our life group time, but then there's devotions for each day through that week. And you're going to get up and you're going to have a busy day and you're going to work like a dog and get home and, and just have a bad day and, and you're going to be in bed and God's going to remind you, you didn't do your devotion. And the question is, are we going to be faithful? Are we going to be committed? Because Jesus was a great example, amen? amen. And it's commanded. It's not suggested. It's commanded that we be faithful. But then, not only Christ's command, but lastly, Christ's reward. Christ's reward. What's he going to reward, preacher? Matthew 25, 19. His Lord said unto him, well done. Man, I can't wait to hear that. Let me say this. I hope I hear that. I want to hear that. I'm not going to be so presumptuous. That I, that's what my desire is. Well done, thou good and thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Revelation twenty two eleven says, And behold, I come quickly. This is Jesus speaking. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. You know what he's going to reward? Not our accomplishments. There's been good men, better men than me, without question, 
Brother John, who have persevered in a small place, maybe a small town, maybe a small village, but they've stayed faithful and preached the gospel. They'll never preach to thousands. They'll never have a choir. But they stayed God doesn't reward accomplishments. Man does. God rewards faithfulness. Faithfulness. Let me say this, and I'm done. There are a lot of people that periodically get all jacked up. I mean, they are, they right next to Billy Graham for a few weeks. Excited about everything, telling everybody in the world, maybe in the beginning, maybe periodically they just get a wild hair. I don't know what, I, don't, I can't even explain it. Man, they're all about it. And then for months you can't find them. Let me tell you what God would rather see. Instead of being a Billy Graham every now and then, God would just rather just be a plain old Malcolm every day. Read a little bit every day. Pray a little bit every day. Do what you can to witness when God gives you the opportunity every day. You don't have to be a worldwide flaming evangelist. Just be a faithful, consistent Christian. These guys turn the world upside down. Just a plain old church. Are y'all with me? Let's be faithful. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your blessings and your mercy and your kindness.